Mommy, I'm your host, Elise DeLucci, episode 124. If you are watching on YouTube, and I don't really have a lot of YouTube watchers, everybody listens to this podcast on audio, and that's fine. Like, I don't even give a shit if you don't watch it. What do I care? There's a few people that watch on YouTube, and they said, Can you tape it? So I saw the tape it. I'm a visual person, so I'm a watcher of things. But Everybody's multitasking. You're probably listening to this in the car on the way to work, or maybe you're in the kitchen doing things. I understand. But if you are watching, you're seeing that Christmas threw up in the background, basically. I got the tree up. And you know what? I, I did a terrible thing this year. I put the tree up just a couple of days ago. And I didn't put the bins, like the big plastic bins where I keep all the Christmas decorations. I didn't put them away yet. So basically, I'm living with Christmas decorations up and then all of the containers scattered around. And I'm like, not scattered around. They're really like pushed in a corner. It's just, it, you know, I have storage in my basement. Thank God. Uh, one of the few Manhattan apartments that came with storage, but it's small. It's like a five by seven space or something. So I, I just like didn't feel like going to get the luggage caught, loading the things. I just, I didn't feel like it. Anyway, <clears throat> how was your Thanksgiving? It was good. Hopefully it was good. Mine, uneventful. You know why? No ring. No. Yeah, that's right. Not engaged. Not. Yeah. What are you waiting for, guy? Okay. What are you wait? You know what? I don't, you know what? I don't care. Okay. Actually, I was sick for Thanksgiving. Um, so I didn't really do anything. Mm, boo. Uh, my dolls were in the Cayman Islands because that's just the life that they live. Uh, and Chris was with his family. I, he, you know, he wanted me to come, obviously. But obviously, I was going to go with him and his family. And then he said, oh, you know, you don't feel good. Let me let me stay with you. I said, you know what? No, just go. Be with your family. You know, his parents are older. And, uh, you know, you don't know how, how long people are going to be around. Life is precious. It's the holiday. Why the hell should he stay home sick with me? You know, if you have a partner, um, or if you have a daughter or a son, you know, whatever, and they have, you know, if anybody has a partner or whatever, and the partner says, no, stay home with me. Don't go enjoy yourself. I think that's a red flag. Okay. Because why shouldn't you go out and enjoy yourself? Why shouldn't you? Why should you stay home with like your six pounds? Now, if the person's really sick, like with COVID or their projectile vomiting, by all means, stay home, take care of them, <clears throat> you know, nurse them back to health. But I wasn't sick like that. I just, I, my throat was killing me. You know, I had like a little fever. And besides, like, I just wanted to be alone. I wanted to do laundry. I wanted to do laundry. I wanted to sleep all day. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be sick alone on the couch with the blanket. You know what I'm saying? And besides, it's hard to celebrate holidays alone when the kid when the kids aren't with you. You know, it's hard to celebrate the it's hard to celebrate the holidays when the kids aren't with you. Cause like especially Christmas. That's the worst. Cause it's like, what the F is the point? You know, I'm keep looking in this. First of all, I keep looking in the, the, the video recording and there's like a piece of my bouffant that's sticking up. Like just, all right, whatever. Anyway. <clears throat> so it was fine. Chris, Chris was telling me he wanted to propose to me around Thanksgiving before Thanksgiving. And I am sitting here ringless. Okay. People, I, you know what? I don't, I don't like people that say things and then don't do them. So let's see if he puts his money where his mouth is. Okay. Okay. More on that. Fact, fact of the day. Speaking of socialization, we are spending less time 
with friends than we used to in two, in two, in 2000, in 2021, the average American spent two hours and 45 minutes a week with friends. And that is down 58% compared to 2010 to 2013, right? So like, we're just not spending a lot of time with people. We are being very antisocial. And as for teenagers, that's for adults. And as for teenagers, Teens spend uh, way less time, way less time with their friends in 2021 compared to the same 2010 to 2013, a 64% drop. Adults, it's understandable if we don't spend a lot of time with our friends, right? Because we're busy. But teenagers, teenagers. Anyway, they, whatever study this came from, it, uh, what does it say? Was, uh, the Washington Post. It came from the Washington Post. They did an analysis, and this is the reason they are saying that could, this is a big reason, a uh, contributor to mental health, uh, anxiety, depression, you know, because more people are in isolation. I get it. We've talked about this. My kids, they're playing like hide and seek on Roblox. What the hell? They're not running around. They're not running around and hiding behind an oak tree. No, they're sitting on the couch next to each other and they're like, I'm in the building. It's like, no, you're not. No, you're, not. you're on the couch. It's a whole, it's a whole new world. I actually got invited to see a documentary on Friday night about anxiety and modern uh, m- modern childhood and uh, anxiety and depression. I might go. I told them I was going to go. I'm planning to go. The thing is, is that it, it could be a little depressing, you know? So I, while I want to go and be educated, do I really want to go and listen to that on a Friday night, my Friday night without the kids? You know, like I'd rather be, I don't know, at Second Avenue Deli having a corned beef sliced in on rye with a pickle and matzo ball soup, a diet Dr. Brown's black, a diet Dr. Brown's black cherry. Is that so much to ask for? Anyway, I got the holiday baking in full swing. I made a lot of stuff the other day with the girls. We did peanut butter blossoms. You know, those are like the peanut butter cookies with the Hershey kiss in the middle. We did butter balls. That's what my mother calls them. But they're like uh, but they're like little butter balls with powdered sugar on them. They're also AK Mexican wedding cookies. Beautiful. Um, we made Bobby Finero from The Sopranos gave me a Rogotha cheesecake recipe. So we made that. And we made uh, we did the preparation for the fruit fruitcake. Because remember, I have children half British. So I have the British traditions going. So I have a big giant mixing bowl and in it, it's all uh, like minced uh, dried fruit, everything, dried apples, apricots, figs, uh, raisins, craisins, currants, whatever. I like literally just take everything out of the pantry and then also uh, finely chopped up nuts. And then I put it in a giant mixing bowl, mix it up, and then I pour like a half a bottle of rum, rum over it. I cover it up with plastic wrap and then I let that sit. I let that sit for uh, until I'm ready to make it, you know, so probably I'll let that sit for two weeks. Now, just so you know, if you were curious, my mother-in-law starts making, my ex-mother-in-law, she starts making her fruit cake a year in advance. So come this January, a month from now, she'll start making, she'll start soaking the fruit for next Christmas, Christmas 2023. It's outrageous. So I told this to Paul, you know, Paulie the Tooth, my ex. And I said, Paul, uh, we started the um, the fruit cake. And he said, oh, perfect. Oh, I'm going to have that for, <laughs> for Christmas 2023. I said, what do you mean? And he said, I have the fruit cake from last year. I said, last year. I said, you have the fruit cake from Christmas 2021. He said, absolutely. I said, what? He's been soaking the fruit cake in rum. All year, he takes a piece of cheesecloth, 
he soaks the cheesecloth in rum and then he wraps the fruitcake and then he pours rum over this every week, every couple of weeks. He did this for a year. I didn't even know he was doing this. So now come Christmas, he will have a slice or if he's not already eating his slices of year old fruitcake. And then we wonder why the British have bad teeth. Okay, people, that's, that's all I got to say to him. I, I, I knew that my mother-in-law prepared it a year in advance. I didn't think they also waited like a year to eat it. So like, it's like double the alcohol. So you let the fruit soak for you and then you eat the, the uh, please. Then you, that, look, they just love their liquors. What could we say, right? Okay. Um. Oh, wait, but Bobby, so it's funny. Bobby Finero, who played Eugene Pontecorvo in The Sopranos, he texted me the other day at midnight, right? Out of the blue, like, like on a Tuesday, text me. And all it is, it's a PDF of a recipe for Rogotha cheesecake. And I thought it was a mistake. No text, nothing. Like just the pit, just the just the PDF picture, whatever. And I thought it was a mistake. So, but you know, what am I gonna say? So I wrote him back and I wrote, LOL, thanks. Like, okay, I guess I'll make this look delicious. That's it. He doesn't say anything. 20 minutes later, it's now like midnight, you know, to, it's like 12 30. 20 minutes later, he writes me back. You're gonna love it. And when you make it, you know, do this, do this, do that. And I wrote, okay, LOL. Like, uh, okay. We're friends. We're, we're close friends. We're friends. We do work together. Obviously, he's from Staten Island. I think he's originally from Brooklyn. But he's he's from, he lives in Staten Island. I'm from Staten Island and Brooklyn. He used to work at Caroline's Comedy Club. Obviously, I'm a comedian. Like, we're friends. We have a lot in common. But we're not the kind of friends that usually text each other Italian cheesecake recipes at midnight. Like, that. that's, that's kind of like your best friend or like your mother. But you know what? I loved him for it. And I was like, this is this is why I love you. So we made the cake yesterday. <clears throat> it's an interesting cake. I'm going to post a video about it because <clears throat> the recipe, I don't know where he got it from. It might be something in his family. They actually use a box of yellow butter cake. So so what, what the recipe said is you get a, a box of yellow butter cake, you know, like Duncan Hines, whatever. You make that box a cake. You know, you, you, you mix it up, do all the in instructions on the, ba the back of the box. Pour that finished cake batter into a greased big baking sheet. And then on top, and then on top of this poured butter cake batter, you're going to put another mixture. And then the other mixture, let me see if I can remember it. It's uh, four eggs, a cup of sugar, 32 ounces of ragotha, and a teaspoon of vanilla. You mix that all up. And then you pour it evenly, spread it evenly over that yellow cake batter and you put it in the oven for, what was it? 375 for like 45 to 55 minutes. That was the recipe. And then when it's done, you sprinkle a little powdered sugar on top. It was very delicious. Here's the thing. It's like eating two cakes in one. The whole time I'm making this, I'm like, Bobby, I'm on a diet. What are you doing? Like, what are you, what are you, what are you doing? Like, like a yellow box of cake is is already an indulgence. And now I'm going to put 32 ounces of ragotha, four eggs, a cup of sugar, vanilla. I mean, are you kidding me? Are you kidding? Like, what do, I, do you want me to blow up? And speaking of blowing up, which I was going to tell you later, is since when did I become a large in underwear? A size large in underwear. Listen, I'm not in denial. I'm not. Whatever my size is, my size is. But I remember being like in my early 20s and I was a small in underwear. And then, I graduated to a medium, but medium, small, no big thing. Until recently, I put on a pair of Victoria. No, it wasn't I put on a pair. I ordered a pair. 
I ordered like the five for 25, whatever it is, the, the, the cotton bikini briefs from Victoria, from Victoria's Secret. Actually, they weren't bikinis. They were high-waisted because I, I can't deal with things, bikini things anymore. Like that's not really a style that goes on Elise DeLucci's body these days forever in perpetuity. So um, I order the, 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 the high-waisted French cut cotton Victoria's Secret briefs, right? Fabulous. They arrive. Size medium. Medium. Wash them all. Fold them up. Put them in my drawer. Put one on the other day. It was a leopard pair with the black elastic bands, like, of course. And as I'm wearing them, the elastic bands, you'll die, roll down a little bit, which, whatever. And then the elastic band started separating from the cotton. Like, what? Like, I grew so much that I just busted through the underpants? Like, is that is that what I'm trying to understand? Is that, is that actually what happened? So I took them out of my drawer. I packed them up. I'll give them to my younger sister, Gabrielle. And I'm going to have to order large underwear. Didn't know my size changed. Victoria's Secret, though, runs small. They do. They run. I know. You know. They run small. And if you're a guy listening to this, if you're buying anything, anyone from Victoria's Secret, buy, buy it in a, a bigger size because they do run small. Even my bra size. In Victoria's Secret, I'm like a whole cup bigger, you know? But their quality went down. It really did. Their quality went down because the elastic and the cotton shouldn't separate on a first wear. Thank you. Okay. And I also have those, <clears throat> the lacy thongs. You know, they have these like three foot, whatever it is. They're like the lace thongs. The lacy thongs used to be great. They used to last forever. I throw them in the washer, the dryer, the whole thing. And the lace was soft. Now the lace feels like sandpaper. Okay, feels like sandpaper and two washes lace gets has holes in it. That's not a, it's a, unacceptable. Anyway, the other day, Will Smith was on Trevor Noah. Did you watch this? And he was talking his first televised interview about the slap. Did you watch it? He he basically said he had no idea what happened to him when he uh, went up and slapped Rock hit rock across the face on live television. He said he has no idea. He doesn't know what was going through his mind, but he said he does understand now the definition of hurt people, hurt people. And he said, maybe it's attributed to um, <clears throat> growing up and seeing his father beat his mother and, uh, and and all of that bubbled up in the moment. You know, and he said, I, that's not who I want to be. That's not who I am. Like it came over me like a wave and then it was gone. Okay. Do we believe this? I, I, okay. Here's the thing. When this kind of shit happens, the big celebrities, politicians, even business people, they hire crisis PR people, crisis PR people that deal with obviously these kind of crises. You just tore apart your reputation that everybody has carefully architected together for years and years and years. And you just tore it down with one slap and you basically cancel culture all over your face. Now, the job of the crisis PR people is to construct some message to, when you decide to get yourself together and go back into the public eye. I I don't know why why he Will Smith. In my opinion, I don't know why he did that. Um, because I met him. Let me tell you the story. 
I was like 19 years old and I was the edit. I was an editorial intern at Niche Media, which owns Gotham and Hamptons magazine. Jason Bin is the publisher, was the publisher, uh, still is the publisher. I don't even know if they're called Niche Media anymore. Jason Bin um, used to run around the office in like ill-fitting suits on a headset and trying to make advertising deals, sell ads inside this these luxury magazines that he was publishing. Now Jason Bin is... Uh, you know, friends of the Kardashians, and he's really moved up in the world anyway. But Gotham and Hamptons magazine's always been, you know, kind of like a frou-frou-y, like aspirational society sort of thing. Um, So Jada Pinkett was on the cover and of Gotham magazine. I think it was Gotham, not Hamptons. And they were doing a fashion photo shoot at one of the hotels in New York City. And the fashion editor asked me if I could tag along and help out for the day. So I said, sure even though I was editorial intern, I don't, I wouldn't normally have gone on a fashion photo shoot, but I was, I knew it was Jada Pinkett Smith. I said, yes, whatever. We get to the photo shoot, penthouse, whatever. My job is like lining up all the shoes, the racks of clothes, the whole thing. Jada's in there. It doesn't acknowledge anybody's presence. That's fine. You know, just doing her thing. And I get like, listen, like I'm not like now, you know, now, now that I'm in the public eye a little bit, like in this kind of capacity, in the entertainment show business capacity, I understand why celebrities stay quiet when sometimes they're behind the scenes and the camera's not on because they they always have to be on. So, so, you know, she's doing whatever. And all of a sudden there was a knock at the door. So the editor says, you know, Elise, go open the door. I open the door, open it up. And all of a sudden I was like, and it was Will Smith. It was this tall man, this big, tall, black, gorgeous man standing in front of me. And I said, oh, my God, it's Will Smith. And he said, oh, my God. Oh my God. And it was like hilarious. It was like so it was like improvisational. It was loving. It was it was everything you can ever want if you were opening the door and Will Smith was on the other side of the door. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I said, oh, uh, hi, uh, oh, I'm Elise. I'm the intern. And he said, oh, hi, I'm Will Smith. I'm Jada's husband. <laughs> And he said, I just want to check on my wife. And he came in the room and uh, he checked on Jada. And then Jada said, oh, I got the kids are in a, another room across the hall. I I rented a room. Why don't you go in there? Whatever. And and uh, Will said, OK. And then sometime at in the photo shoot. Now, again, this is 20 years ago. I think it was when they actually started taking pictures of Jada. Someone, Jada's assistant, someone asked me to go in the other hotel, in the other room, like across the hall. This was, you know, this was like penthouse floor. Uh, and the whole floor was like private. Um, I want to say it was the Roger Hotel, but I could be wrong. Um, and they said, go, go keep Jada's kids entertained. So with the babysitter, they had a babysitter there. So Jada's kids were on the bed. They were playing with whatever, Bobby toys, whatever they were. Uh, Willow and uh, what's the, what's the, Jaden. And I was there sitting on the bed with them playing, to, playing with toys, whatever. Will wasn't there he, at this time. He had disappeared. He went into another room that they had rented to take a nap. Okay. So, so that was, that was my experience with them. Actually, let me, actually, I forgot. Oh my God. I forgot one crucial point. After I was done babysitting, I went back into the photo shoot room and I asked uh, Jada's assistant if Jada wants anything. And Jada gave me the most absolutely insane Starbucks order. It was like, I want a venti macchiato, da, da, da. Oh, and, a, and I need a, you know, this was 20 years ago. This was like, this was not common. This was like literally just a Hollywood thing, ordering like a custom, have it your way, freaking Starbucks order. And she, I'll never forget, she wanted a packet of echinacea sprinkled in her coffee. Now, at the time, Starbucks did it, and I don't think they even still do, have echinacea. 
powder for coffee. So not only did I have to get her coffee, I had to go on a freaking goose chase to find a packet of echinacea. And at 19 years old, echinacea sounded like bubble gum to me. Like, I don't even know what that was. And I finally found it and I brought everything back to her. She didn't even drink it. <laughs> and I was felt like, I was like, oh my God, that's so rude. Now again, this was me, you know, whatever, it, all in my head at a young age. But I will say at the end of the photo shoot, okay, at the end of the shoot, Jada had left her hat. She had a winter hat in the room. And uh, she, I, I said to the editor, oh my God, she forgot a hat. And I said, oh, you know, you could go give it to her. Okay. So I open up the hotel room door where we were cleaning up. And I call out to Jada, oh, Jada, you forgot her hat, your hat. And she grabs it out of my hand. Like, just like, 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 zyank, like a yank. And just turns around and just takes off back down the hall with her whole, her whole entourage. Not thank you. I mean, now, again, in retrospect, I don't know. She could have bought another $5 hat. She probably didn't give a fuck about her hat. Someone probably gave her that hat for free. But she was a little rude. So that's all I'm going to say. But so here's the thing. Maybe Jada drove him crazy. You know? I mean, she was the one. She wanted the open marriage. She wanted the. She wanted this. She, you know, maybe she drove him crazy. I'm not blaming the woman on his slap. I'm not blame. I'm not going to displace any sort of like, I don't even, that is a misogyny. It's not misogyny because he hit another man. I, I'm not going to displace anyone's anger issues and anyone's impulsive impu impulse issues on their wife or whatever. But you never know what goes on behind closed doors. I mean, that that's the thing. I'm not sticking up for Will Smith because what he did was absolutely horrific unexcusable, but I did meet him 20 years ago. And at least when I had my encounter with him, he was really nice and gracious. So that's that. And other news and celebrity, Jill Zarin's mother, Gloria Kamen, the real star of the New York Housewives, as far as I'm concerned, the original New York Housewives. Jill Kamen, she's in the hospital in Boca over, uh, over Thanksgiving vacation. Over Thanksgiving vacation, Jill Kamen, she was hospitalized. Um, at the Boca Raton Regional Hospital. Don't know why. She's like 96 years old. And I hope we at here at Crazy Effing Mommy, Gloria, which by the way was my grandmother's name, we hope you get better soon. We hope it's nothing serious. I, I, I loved Gloria. She was the Jewish mother I always wanted to have. Let me tell you this, okay? She would, her and her no-nonsense advice. I wish they had her more on the show. So I liked the original New York Housewives. I watched it all the time. I also watched like the original New Jersey. I got tired of the Housewives franchise because it was all, it was became catty and who's pushing what and who's trying to be what kind of celebrity and, 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 and all the, it's, mm, I just got over it. But I like the original New York and I love because I love characters. I love like re like real life characters, not phony blowing. And I love Gloria. And Gloria was so, so beloved that she had an advice column. And I have one of her pieces of advice right here. And I love it. So here's a question that a 24 year old wrote in to Jill Zarin's mother. And then this is her response. OK, Gloria, I'm wanting a new tattoo. And I'm afraid of my stupid parents. I'm 24 years old and I'm worried what they're going to think. I'm still concerned about their approval. Is it time to grow up and grab my balls or should I just do it? Signed, Joey in El Paso. Here's Gloria's response, which I think is just fabulous. Tattooing is both dangerous and most of the time quite gross. It's an impractical thing to do. So give it a lot more thought. I think you're angry and depressed. Go get a job. Go to school. Become proactive in your life. 
You're young and you're strong and you could do anything you set your mind to. Now, do I agree with that advice? I'm not going to make a comment, but is that not the advice that you would love to get? I mean, sure, it might sting a little bit. It's tough love. I mean, and she's giving her opinion. What was she born in 1925? She's in her tattoos are disgusting and gross. And she's telling Joey in El Paso that you're depressed and it's danger. And get that get the hell out of your house. Get a life. I, I love people that give advice like that. I know. I, I don't know. I think the reason why I like it is because I'm from New York and I had tough love growing up. And my grandmother... My nanny, you know, who's 92 and I'm very close with, she 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 grew up in Borough Park, which was a, a Jewish. There was Italians there back in the day, but, it, you know, it was always a Jewish neighborhood. And she's my grandmother, obviously Italian and very boss like matriarch, you know, godfathery like ran a successful business. She she's very culturally Jewish. So I even though I'm Italian, like I feel, you know, I feel really like a very, very uh, strong, innate familial kinship with the Jews. So I love you, Gloria, and I hope that you do well. And if you come out of the hospital, I heard that Bravo is going to have be having like a spinoff series called like the Legacy Cast or something of New York. And I think, Gloria, you need to have a paying role. Okay. And if, of course, Bravo, you want to add anybody else to your non-New York Housewives cast, you know, I'm available. <laughs> You know, squeaky wheel gets the oil paper, okay? No, I, I don't know. I, I It's very invasive. It's, it's, it's invasive, those shows. And, you know, remember Britney Spears' son? We talked about that like 20 episodes ago. Remember that? I mean, look, look at what happened to us. Look what happens to us. Poor son. That's what happens when you put in the public eye. In fact, do you remember K plus eight on TLC? Hus, one of her sons, um, uh, Colin Gosselin, you know, uh, I, I think now he's like 14 or 15. I just read a story the other day. He was saying, you know, his parents obviously got divorced, you know, because then it was like Kate and eight or Kate alone with eight, whatever the hell it was. But he said this little boy, little boy, so eloquent. He said, you know, he loves his mom. He loves his dad. He wouldn't change his experience on TV, but he does think it really uh, impacted their family and the success of their parents' marriage. Um, because when you're in the public eye, you know, puts a lot of pressure. I get it. Look, you, you, these people, they had six sex couplets. And then two other kids, and they just had reality cameras following them all around. So, yeah, I would probably say yes. I would probably say yes to Real Housewives. But I don't know if I'd really want the cameras all around and all that. I'd rather be on The View, to be quite honest. That's that's really the show. The reason, though, I wouldn't be on The View is because it's too political. I, I'm not, you know, it's like not my thing. But I like I like daytime TV. That's that 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 that's like what I like. Patty Lapone. Oh, another icon. Another icon. Everybody knows Patty Lapone. Oh, come on. Everybody's favorite Broadway star. Well, please. I was doing what I normally do in December, which is scour the internet for shows and tickets and things that I could go see, like you all probably do. And because sometimes I'm not the best planner and or I'm always waiting for my stand-up schedule and the kids schedule and all this kind of stuff. I don't really book in advance. So I was, it was much to my surprise that Patty Lapone is going to be at Feinstein's room 54 below in Midtown, which by the way is the old Studio 54, if you didn't know. She's doing like eight or 10 nights, I think like two shows a night. 
singing Broadway tunes. And the best part about this show is that every night it's going to be different. Well, I tried to get tickets. Sold out. Totally sold out. Not a ticket, not a bossy, not a standing room. I had a mini depression. Just going to say, Patty, you know what? If you're listening to this or if someone that knows you is listening to this and you want to get me and a guest in, I wouldn't say no. That's all I'm saying. The 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 the, the show run is called Songs from a Hat. And she's going to be picking out or someone's going to be picking out just random songs from, you know, the proverbial hat. And she's uh she's going to just belt them out. It sounds like my ideal night out at the around the holiday season. A cocktail, a beautiful outfit, a dash of leopard, sequins, heels, a red incandescent lit venue, maybe a little nosh, a baby grand piano, and a Broadway legend. It doesn't get better than that for me, people. That's all I'm going to say. But I'm not because it's sold out, so... That's what happens when you don't buy tickets in August. Well, that's what happens when your summer's so busy and you clearly missed that write-up in New York Magazine. New Yorker, the New Yorker. Not New York Magazine, the New Yorker. The New Yorker, if you didn't know, obviously weekly has all of the best of the best events. Not not so many comedy events, though, do they uh, do they talk about in, in their listings. Anyway, I did get tickets to go see Chris Body at Blue Note and Andrea Bocelli at MSG. So more on that post-show. Chris Body had a ton of tickets available, or I don't know if it's a ton. That's not nice to say, because now you know now I'm in this world. It's like selling tickets is a big deal. No, there were tickets available. They weren't cheap, though. I don't know. Maybe they were like 100-something per ticket. Andrea Bocelli, I have horrible seats. Seats are in heaven, but I didn't care. Because this that that's a once in a lifetime thing, you know, and I love him. A friend of mine asked me if I'm buying uh, crypto right now, and I just wanted to tell you, the answer is no, because if you cared to know, or my opinion, crypto is in a deep freeze. We call this a crypto winter. It, the markets are dead right now, but it's like not even a crypto winter. It's a deep freeze, and and besides. Everything, everything's supposed to really go south 2023. I'm not to be the bearer of bad news. I mean, you know, come on. If you have a pulse, you've been hearing this inflation and rates uh, are going up and the market's supposed to tank. So <clears throat> I am not doing any speculative cryptocurrency alternative uh, money buying right now. Some people say, oh, well, when it's low, that's when you got to stack up and stack and stock and blah, blah. I'm, I'm like, I'm not, I'm just not doing that. Like I have, I, yes. Am I doing it now? No. Cause I think this is a more serious situation. And by the way, like in the stock market though, obviously if you want to buy like a Vanguard retirement ETF, that's not a bad idea when, if it's at, if prices are at a very, are very attractive, but you have to, you need to hold it. And here's a piece of advice somebody once told me, and it's very good. It's not necessarily uh, relevant to cryptocurrency. It's it's a uh, it's more for the U.S. stock markets or the international stock markets. The time in market will yield more money 
than you timing the market. You can't necessarily time the market. If you have investments for 20 years, they'll be much more successful than if you, over a course of 20 years, just just picked random times to buy. Anyway, moving on. Moving on. Can somebody write a goddamn article about all the streaming services raising their prices? Because I, I don't know if you do Disney Plus for obvious reasons, I do. And I got a, a note the other day that said they're now going to be charging $10.99 a month. Now, I don't know what they were charging before. Maybe $7.99, $8.99. I, I don't remember. And they know. They, it's not stupid. They know by raising their price to, for, for, for families, for people, to, by $2 a month, people are going to still stick with the service. For $2 a month per person, raising the price $2 across however many customers they have, that's a lot of fuzzles. You know what I'm saying? Everyone has raised Hulu raised their price this year. Netflix, Disney Plus. There were, and there was a couple other ones. I wrote them down, but I don't know. I don't have it in front of me. My streaming services this year, I think, went up at least $20. It's, it's not right. It's not right. Anyway, did you shop at the Black Friday sale? You buy anything good? Uh, you know what? I, did, I didn't I did buy, but I was tempted to buy. Love Shack Fancy. I love this brand, Love Shack Fancy. And, uh, you know, they do like florals and billowy florals and pinks and baby blues and ivories and what i mean like i just like it's it's like a grand it's like grandma's exploded onto like well-cut pieces of clothing like it's it's amazing it's amazing but it's outrageously expensive out like outrage outrageously expensive and a lot of the pieces are impractical if you have like a mom body just saying okay and they did have though in the black friday sale wallpaper that was like 40% off and then an extra 30% off. And I was tempted to paper my bathroom walls in a rose print. Because the paper, I mean, like, another, I mean, I'd rather have better wallpaper, you know, like than Love Shack Fancy. Like, what kind of quality? I don't know what kind of quality wallpaper that is. But I loved the prints. You know, and it was like, I don't know, $50 a roll. I felt like that was cheap. I only, my bathroom's tiny. I only need two, three rolls. I really only have like one wall that's, or a couple walls that are wall paperable. Everything else has, you know, the tiles. I have marble subway tiles. Uh, and then I have, you know, like half, half top, half wall, like naked. But my daughters took one look at the paper and they, they started gagging, literally. Make, I, I'm surprised, I, you know, because the British tend to like a good floral. But not them. Not them. Okay. There was a list. There was a list that somebody sent me of the weirdest things that people collect. And, you know, I don't know what to expect when I saw the title of the email. I'm like, what? Like, what? Like, what is this? Fabergé eggs? You know, thimbles? You know, this, if, just think for a second, what are the weirdest things that people could collect? Strands of hair, right? And everything in this, almost everything in this list surprised me. Wait, the first item, this is so disgusting. Barf bags. People collect barf bags from airplanes, hopefully unused ones. Celebrity hair. It's effing creepy. Nails. Brace yourself. Fossilized feces. That's right. So you see, you see some old dog shit on the street. Someone's gonna walk by and collect it. No, maybe it doesn't disintegrate after all. Hot sauce, antique surgical instruments, antique 
rodent traps and hotel do not disturb signs. The only thing that's normal to me on that list is hot sauce and do not disturb signs. Everything else sounds fucking weird. Okay. That's, that's all I'm saying to you. Fucking weird. <laughs> New York city, by the way, <clears throat> you know, they're saying, oh, uh, we're not, uh, we're going to, uh, we're going to take more mentally ill people off the street. How about taking the criminals off the street? Okay. Why don't we start with that? Why don't we start with that? That that's my note there, but they are also hiring a director of, of rodents, of <laughs> like rodent protection, a director of rodent protection. This is a job there. This person's sole job is to bring the rat population down in the city. Just thought you should know. They put a very funny social media post up on the New York uh, mayor's Instagram. It says they're hiring for a rat czar. I thought that was very funny. That was probably the funniest government social media post I've ever seen. Someone has a humor. Uh, someone has a sense of humor. I don't know if it's our mayor, though. The only thing he seems to have is a <clears throat> is a sense of adoration for celebrity culture and fine suits. But that's just my opinion. Okay, product of the week. It's a Christmas idea. I I put this on my Christmas list and I think Chris is going to get it for me and it's just like the best thing and I think it's totally worth it. Oh, well, worth it is an interesting word because it's $150 and you don't get much, but I just, I like need it. Martino Macaroni is a, a brand of macaroni from Naples. My family actually owned the Martino Macaroni factory like 150 years ago, something crazy like that. They sold it. This isn't like some family old folks tale. They sold it, right? And and it's still in existence today. But DiMartino macaroni came out. I think actually it was on my my gift product recommendations last year. They came out. They partnered in 2017 with Dolce & Gabbana. And they came out with these beautiful big tins, uh, like gorgeous, colorful, you know, Italian blues and yellows and orange, just gorgeous tins. And a nice big size tin, you know, not like a butter, a Danish butter cookie size, a big square tin. Um, and inside the tin is, uh, you know, the Dolce & Gabbana and DiMartino macaroni co-branded uh, bags of pasta. And I think they have an apron in some of them. This year, they still have the collaboration, but they also did a collaboration with everybody's favorite, Bobby. And this is called the Barbie Pasta Box. And you can buy it at Bloomingdale's for $100. Or you can buy it at Neiman Marcus <clears throat> for $95. Sorry, I said it was $150. It's not. I have the price here. So NeimanMarcus.com, it's $5 cheaper. Just an FYI. Okay. So what you get inside, the it's a big, huge pink Martino and Barbie co-branded tin. You get a Barbie doll and a bunch of bags of pink macaroni. I don't know why I need this. It's probably the same reason why I needed this Hello Kitty soda can that I saw in a deli like 12 years ago, and I still have it. I have it on my shelf as an art piece. Or it's probably the reason why 15 years ago, I walked into Pat Field's store on the Bowery, and I had to have a red Swarovski-encrusted lips phone. I I, I find these random <laughs> pop culture glamorous things and, and very few and far between. And I buy them and I treasure them. Like it, like a, 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 like a lunatic. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> anyway, I think that's a wrap. 
we'll do more TV talk next week because I did I, I did watch a few shows um, while I was sick, but we'll do that next week. Uh, quote based on the loneliness thing, and I don't still know if I'm going to go see that movie by Bruce Lee. Loneliness is only an opportunity to cut adrift and find yourself. That's all I'm saying. Everything in small doses though, right? I'm Elise Delucci. This is crazy if effing mommy. Oh my God, I almost said that. Fucking, no, I can't say that. I'm Elise Delucci. This is crazy effing mommy. Episode 124. Listen, I'm going to be at Governor's Comedy Club in Long Island this weekend on December 3rd. Uh, it's like the 7.30 show and I think the nine something show or 10 o'clock show. The 7.30 show is sold out. If you want to come, I'll see you there. Governor's Comedy Club in Long Island, New York, uh, December 3rd. Love to love you, baby. I'm not going to be the last song. I'm not going to be the last song.